0: And then we're going to do the numbers thing again. I'm going to start with one, and then Sean, then Josh. Two. One. I swear to fucking God. S- Stop it. <laughs> but- Three. Oh, Four. One. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking six. St-
1: <laughs> Five. Tyler, you have to say seven.
0: Eight.
2: One. <laughs> All right.
0: Stop. Two. It's going to be One.
2: Two. Jesus Do that again. Christ, how... got...
0: Three.
2: Yeah, I was so delayed. Are me. you paying
0: attention? <laughs> no.
2: My phone buzzed a message. Put your I phone down, down. I swear to fucking it's God.
0: It's down. It buzzed on the desk. One. Two. Three. Thank you fucking shit Christ. Fucking piss on a shit Christ.
2: Four.
0: Alright. Fucking. Okay.
2: Calm down, Tyler. Breathe. It's okay. No one's gonna hurt you.
0: Welcome to the Cult of Comics podcast. My name is Tyler Brown. I'm joined again today by my usual co-hosts, Sean and Josh. How are you guys doing? Eh? Yeah. Five. <laughs> oh, damn you, fucking hell! I swear to God. <sighs> I did this to myself. Now <laughs> uh, that's <is> incredible. <laughs> today is Sunday, Fourth of July, uh, Independence Day in America, uh, and it is another yeah, fuck sunny. Yeah, you, Sean. R- <laughs>
2: We've ne- we haven't forgotten you for throwing a tea in the harbour. Would it make we're, you feel better? We're gonna if get revenge. We we're planning Lipton our tea. revenge. I hate <laughs> you, Josh, <entirely>. and <laughs> Tyler. Why would you drink Liptons? It's the
0: disgusting. only time that Lip- Lipton tea is specifically used for like ice cold tea mixed with like lemonade. Uh other yeah. than that, there's I- no a iced purpose. tea liptons, Sweet tea, that's okay. Probably. You know, okay, dope. I mean, to be fair, I have some people like drink hot tea, Lipton, and I'm like, "What's wrong with you?" Yeah. Wait, Sean, have so, you ever had sweet tea?
2: What is sweet tea? I don't think oh. so. Really? I've had iced tea. It's no, it's basically
0: it's, iced tea, but with like like sugar just and a ton of maybe sugar like just a lemon poured in. Or something. Yeah, it's basically just sugar water.
1: Yeah, and I love it.
0: Yeah, I know you do. Well, I, that's I'm basically you're
1: from... like yeah, I'm basically like the cockroach from uh, Men in Black. You know.
0: He That's just, such a he weird needed comparison. sugar water. He needed what is up water. with your brain? Your brain is like, hey, here's this really esoteric thing I'm going to do a comparison to. It makes no fucking sense to anybody. And we're just going to sit here That's confused for a little while. <laughs> That's <laughs> the entire point. Your sense of humor is strictly to ma- to, to, to amuse <laughs> yourself and confuse others. Which is something that I do, yeah. but I at least have somebody else in on it at some point. I think you're in on it. Uh, welcome to the cult of comics podcast if you've never been on the show before this is a comic books media podcast where we talk about comic book related things and this is our comic book club episode where we're going to talk about the comic books that we read this week uh the <laughs> i'm sorry i just visualizing you as like just drink pounding down sugar water and stretching your face now um so this week has been an interesting uh interestingly light week uh so we can talk about Uh, Just a couple things. It's going to be a pretty short episode. Uh, We're going to talk about crossover... Quality over quantity. (laughs) We're going to talk about crossover number seven. uh, Starting off first, it's going to be written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Phil Hester, uh, with Andy Parks, uh, Dee Cuniff, and John J. Hill. Guest starring. Yeah, guest starring Chip Zdarsky. uh, Featuring Chip Zdarsky, with a story about Chip Zdarsky. And Stephen Murray. (laughs) One like... uh we're going like
1: double meta 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 It's meta in the book and it's being he's
2: writing he's writing a fictional version of himself meeting like the next level down in inception
0: yeah yeah of whatever the hell that is yeah
2: like a fictional comic book version of himself from his fictional world
1: sadarsky was just like having panic attacks as he wrote this
0: god i
2: hope so it's very existential
0: it really is so hang on there's the outer layer inception one And then there's the second layer, Inception 2. And then there's the Taco Bell. Yeah, that. And then... You say the Taco Bell?
2: Yeah. Maybe. Have you not seen the director's cut?
0: Oh, no. (laughs) Sorry, I got distracted. Now I just want Taco Bell. So we should talk about the... uh the comic again so uh chip Zdarsky, aka steve murray as pointed out on the cover uh is on the run from a mysterious killer and this is uh shortly after the crossover event has happened where comic book characters have crossed over into the uh main universe the and obviously th-
2: yeah sorry i think you're about to mention it no, no go ahead i was just gonna say like what's been leading up to this is other comic book creators have been killed by their creations
0: Mm -hmm. one in specific that was mentioned and has been mentioned a couple times now is Brian K. Vaughn having been killed uh, by unforeseen unknown creatures who who do we
2: think it was? I assume someone from Saga? Uh,
1: Ah. that or uh, Ex Machina because it keeps talking about going meta and he's talking about the issue that he wrote himself into and Brian K. Vaughn wrote himself into an issue of Ex Machina I didn't know that, okay, interesting I, I have mentioned it before
2: Recently, so, we talked about it. Didn't Scott Snyder also get killed? So I think just, I remember yeah, his I was name. Just uh,
1: about, like, yes. Oh, everybody else must be. Uh, what do we think killed well. him?
2: Vampires. Uh,
0: mm, it's got to be Batman, Batman
2: who laughs. Batman who laughs.
0: I, Probably. <laughs> mm, I kind of hope it's a Batman who laughs. That would actually <laughs> be interesting. I, I no, was kind of hoping No, what's the gun, Batman?
2: A... Uh, oh, the. Grim Reaper. The one that doesn't exist. Grim Knight. The Grim Knight. No, Grim
1: Knight. There's no gun, Batman. Batman doesn't there use is. guns.
0: There is. There's an entire universe of Batman just being fucking gun he crazy. He only uses He's guns. Punisher. He's yeah. Punish He's Bat. The Bat Punisher. My kink. Anyways, uh, so this one talks about, in specific issue, I think it's 14, uh, of Sex Criminals, which I'm really happy they brought up, because that's one of those issues of sex criminal, one of those issues in comics that You know, you're just like, what am I reading here? The majority of that book is them going meta and writing themselves, Matt Fraction and Chip Zdarsky, into Mm. uh, the comic book itself and talking about that. But this was one of those uh, issues that when I was reading it, I couldn't tell how much of this was making fun of himself and how much of it was like being kind of genuine. Because it's kind of directly saying that Chip Zdarsky is a facade that he's made for years and that his real name is obviously Steve Murray. But Steve Murray is... Um, the yeah. anxious, you know, antisocial, uh, insecure person, whereas Chip Zdarsky is the horny, overly successful, yeah, confident. funny... Like, just yeah, gonna confident. read what he
2: says, and it's like, I'm secure in who I am. I'm a horny bad boy who falls ass backwards into success. <laughs> <sighs>
0: yeah. Yeah, that seems like, about right. This,
2: this issue was a weird... like, It was funny, like there were bits that made me really laugh. And then there were also bits that made me want to cry. Like,
0: yeah,
2: it was an emotional rollercoaster, an issue. Although so one, it's... one thing that was really funny was when he's basically going to bed, spooning himself.
0: Yeah. Yes. Look at this. That was so goddamn funny. They're talking to each other. There's mm-hmm. a duck on the wall. In the. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's great. I thought it was interesting how he's talking to that comic book, uh, story owner. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about how before the crossover, he had plans to bring back Spectacular Spider-Man, right? Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. That has to be a real
0: thing. Well,
2: no, that did not happen. He he did bring back Spectacular Spider-Man. So
0: so what's happening in this universe is that the crossover event happened before that uh, like 10, 15 issue series. Yeah. And that was issue 300 of Spectacular Spider-Man was the one that got him and Eisner. So that's interesting. So this is like pre Eisner's Jim Siddarski, basically.
2: 310. It was the Uh, one where he drew it himself and it was all people talking about Spider Man, wasn't it?
0: uh, Maybe it was 310. I thought it was 300. No, no, you're right. It is 310.
1: When he's talking with the guy about sex criminals, the guy doesn't go, you know, what is sex criminals? He says issue what when he gets it says issue 14 of sex criminals. So it's mm-hmm. somewhere after Sex Criminals has started, but before that. Well,
0: Sex Criminals started a long time ago, actually. I think almost ten years ago. Like twenty thirteen. Uh, it think seems so. to be
1: somewhere right after Sex Criminals starts, <laughs> maybe a year after that or two, but before issue fourteen comes out.
0: Um, I mean, they only took, I think, one or two breaks. Uh, yeah, would have had before... to come
1: out because he's him. Which issue from was that, that issue?
2: 14 14 14 yeah.
1: a bit. I don't know. I I just don't understand that question of issue what cuz issue 14 would have had to come out
2: uh February 17th 2016.
0: Well, I think it's less of an issue what uh confusion and more of like oh, I just didn't read that issue or something. It's less like
1: Yeah, I don't did know he like, do the it or what the what is bolded
0: like issue what? Well, because the way he's phrasing it in the sit down in the diner or or wherever they are. It's kind of Mm -hmm. like he's mumbling under his breath. So I think that he was just like... Oh, oh, yeah, 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 the text is smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I I think it's more of like a, what are you trying to say? Hello, I can't hear you kind of conversation. Oh, gosh. Who do we think is killing people?
1: That is a good question. Right before, Uh like, he's talking about having written meta, you know, running from his double, I was like, oh, okay, the doubles are all killing their, you know real world self sure kind of thing. Anybody that's gotten meta is getting killed by themselves, but then he's getting saved.
2: It the bit yeah, made it's, me it's, it's a lot. A bit that did make me laugh is when he's like, um, I'm Chip Zadarski. I've never had a plan. I snorted too much Coke and shit talk Ryan Stegman on Twitter. I pledge my sword <laughs> yeah. to you I pledge my sword to you, Steve Murray. But my sword is basically just <laughs> my dick and some funny burns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, this uh, issue is really, rat. it's really funny, yet very existential and depressing. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, he also calls out Hickman, saying, I'm not, like, Hickman smart. Hickman smart, yeah.
0: The thing I love about Image right now is that there's so many of these top-tier, platinum-quality writers and creators, just in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that are working there right now. That are working together. You got Chip Zdarsky, Bendis, you know Kelly Sue Matt Fraction, Greg Rucka, all of these people that are coming together right now, and they're all doing really interesting things. But the key thing that they're sharing right now is wanting to work with each other in stuff like this or you know Tales Through Time with the old guard, and I I really do want to see more of that because it feels very special.
2: I, I kind of want them to do like as a break issue between shark, I kinda of want them to do where a comic writer comes in and tells their own character's death.
0: hmm Mm. That would be kinda of interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And have um, the um when it gets to the end bishop, obviously we have the um police officers from powers.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. that was what I was gonna bring up, which yeah. to me is very much a like, regardless of how anybody feels about any of Bendis' recent works, like, he is still respected in the industry and has made some very interesting creations that is uh, very well-loved. And even though the Power Show was not good, you know, that comic was very unique and a very different experience. And I love that they brought them in on this because yeah, I actually didn't see
2: that coming at all. I, I hope mm-hmm. they, like, investigate, like, if they did do this thing where they have more writers tell their own character stuff, have them be the ones investigating it and, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know how repetitive love. that would get.
0: Yeah. That could get well, quite
2: repetitive, but I still kind of want to see it.
0: I mean, Cates has said specifically, like, I'm, I wanted to make a comic book that was going to be a comic book, comic book, that could not be made into could a Could never be adapted. Because, exactly.
1: Yeah, but Ready Player One exists.
0: <laughs> what do you mean? He said
1: that in Ready Player One, they bring all sorts of properties together for the final battle. Yeah. But you're saying, oh, this couldn't be, you know, made because there's all these different properties that no one's going to agree to. But if that could be. No, no, no.
0: I'm not saying that I'm not saying that they're they're not going to come together and make an adaptation because of the properties that are in it. But because it's so if you don't know anything about comic books, you're not going to care if you don't know about the creators, Uh, if you don't know about the history of Dennis O'Neill, if you don't know the story, if you don't know who Steve Murray is, if you don't know how Image Comics was formed, if you don't know who Ryan Stegman is, like, you're not going to care about this. Mm. you know, if you're in the community and you're in, if you follow the industry, you, you know about this. I mean, Mm. people who are comic book fans know who, uh, I don't know who Eric Larson is. That would be a good example. You know, you don't have to necessarily read anything by him, but you know who he is. This is one of those books where if you're a fan of it, if you're in love with the industry and what comes out of it, you know, this is a book for you that you're going to be able to appreciate. And it's su- subtly meta in certain regards, but this is a meta-meta issue, and I loved this. Hmm.
2: Yeah, this is just so well written all around. And oh, the was yeah, I mean, perfect.
1: Maybe this does I mean, happen around 2016, because it says that's the last time he was
2: seen. Maybe. Oh, yeah. What's
1: it? It says he's very look white. At the cover.
2: Very white. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh all right so this actually leads up to uh the next issue but i wanted to ask do we think that james tinian's department of truth is going to show up in this at all
2: no i don't really see how that could fit in
0: it would be a lot right it, it, seems like it would seems like be a, a little... throwaway
1: sort of thing like i'm wondering if we Plus... are going to see just random people in the background just little call outs
0: I mean I kinda hope so because this strikes me as the kind of book that could do it. I don't know. Mm. But that leads us into uh, Department of Truth number ten by James Tiny in the Fourth and Martin Simmons. Uh, issue ten is <laughs> covering Bigfoot, interestingly yeah. enough. Oh, do you not did you not like this at all? That's that yeah, was, was a, a
1: that rough, was a it was a rougher issue. Okay, tell me why. Nope. Oh, <laughs> what do you mean well. no? I don't know. Uh, you got the whole diary here, where you've got this, where they basically explain that the uh, the Bigfoot or uh, what is it, the Big Three, the uh, aliens, uh, wizards and uh, robots.
0: It, <laughs> they said it was uh, critters, uh, aliens and something else. I can't remember what it was. Basically, cryptids. Yeah. But it's, it's the cryptozoology uh, so, ghosts, portion of, of Department of Truth. Yeah, ghosts, you the, so that's what it was.
1: Paranormal, you've got aliens, and you've got creatures. Yeah. And that these things, the other, the other things you can kind of hunt, but the, these creatures that people kind of imagine are almost like not part of reality, and they will basically fry your brain having seen them. Yeah. And this sort of sickness... Uh, being passed down from a father to a son where the father sees it you know basically uh I don't know what the other the opposite of, like inoculates would be that basically brings his son into that sickness
0: mm. I can't think of what the word is but I know what it, I know what the word is it sounds, uh, it'll come to me and later poisons So uh, I feel like you're saying that you didn't like the exposition that was going on here like you thought no like... it's
1: fine it's just uh it's heavy
0: Okay. Tell me. Go ahead. Dig into that. Tell me. Tell me about why. Tell me about why you uh, think it didn't work no, or,
1: or did. I mean, it's. It just kind of sounds very sad that once you've basically seen it, it's spiraling. They basically say it's spiral, spiraling, around in your brain. You can't get that idea out. And they basically, instead of hunting the cryptids, they have to hunt down the people that, are hunting these things. Sure. They're seeing these and it, sort of ideas.
0: It, it it came to me in a very heavy-handed sort of uh insinuation that they killed said dude's dad and that he didn't actually kill himself. Yeah. So Oh, I didn't think about that, but probably, yeah. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, yeah, that was the first it thought that really came to my mind. To yeah. Well, cuz in the letter uh or maybe it wasn't in the letter, but somebody mentions about how uh his dad commits suicide. And uh, uh Yeah, I don't know.
1: Uh from the, the letters that we're reading, it seems like he is, maybe he did take his life. I'm not sure.
0: Well, I mean, you can be sad about how you've lost your familial connections and be sad about how, well, how much says, please something Please
1: understand has... and please forgive me. I see that as like, it's his suicide note.
0: Sure.
2: I do get that. But I think the way the issue ends is too relevant to that. For... Yeah. He's
1: agree, got, right?
2: he's got to have killed himself. Or he's got I, to have I'd been believe, murdered. Sorry,
1: I've believed. I'd believe it either way.
0: What do they call it when you're suicided? When you've been killed and set up to make it look like it's a suicide? Epsteined. Yeah.
1: Assassinated. Masculine. McAfeed. mcafee
0: Oh, you didn't? Do you not know about that?
2: Ah, uh, yeah, I get the
0: joke now. Mac, John McAfee. McAfee. Yeah. Oh. John, yeah, 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 yeah,
2: I
1: don't know why I was saying yeah, yeah. J name, but yeah, I know what we're talking about. That
0: whole fucking thing is weird. Um,
2: it's even weird when you read, like, his tweets where he was like, oh, I'm happy in prison. If I ever kill myself like Epstein, it wasn't me.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and he got a tattoo that says dollar sign whacked. Mm-hmm. That whole thing is weird. Conspiracies. Department of Truth, do it. Come on, James Tynian. Um, I actually liked this. I, I usually don't like when something... I mean, there's, like, four or five pages of this diary, and I definitely feel like they could have trimmed that down a little bit, but... I feel like it was necessary to convey the overall message of like who this person was and what's going on with
2: I know, feel their like mindset. maybe they could have done it with narration boxes instead of just full page dumps.
0: Yeah, it definitely felt like a way to avoid doing some art with it and I definitely think that there could have been I mean flashbacks or something. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know what I would have changed about it. It definitely seems like a lot right now. Probably. Yeah. I feel like this is something that I can come back to you later and still and say, yeah, I actually appreciate that now.
2: I'm falling out of love with this series.
0: I hate that you it, say that.
2: It, it, it's not that it's badly written, it's just that it feels like it's not going anywhere.
1: It is taking a long time to get to certain yeah, places. Yeah, it's a very like, slow this burn. Is, this is issue 10. It's not like it's...
2: Uh... No, but it's just, it doesn't feel like there's any progress that's been made.
0: Well, I kind of understand where you're coming from with that i would make the argument that so we had talked before about how when it comes to like X it's Files, just, they have
2: yeah but this just seems to be each issue is him going somewhere and just being talked at as they explain mm. bits about the department of truth and bits about what's yeah. going on and it's just very kind of of explanations dense yeah yeah there so i seem actually just a lot of just, character but, work or anything like that it's just I, here's an exposition yeah. dump about the department of truth and what we do so
0: i yeah. bought the trade fairly recently, and I'm going to read the trade by itself and see if that kind of comes across differently in trade format compared to single. I feel like each chapter comes across as a little bit trying to move along uh, a better understanding, not just about the Department of Truth, but of the relationship that the Department of Truth has with these different forms in throughout the world. Yeah. And realistically, realistically, The main character's purpose is to be us you know the audience and we're experiencing it through his eyes I get that and I feel like there are periods where it does feel like I'm being talked down to but there's also that part of me that wonders like that kind of feels intentional I wonder if that's the case is that the purpose is to make you feel small and kind of frustrated with these characters that are being you know talking down to you indirectly and that yeah. this is something that has maybe a little bit bigger than us, and there's that feeling of frustration and anger, and, and maybe, not disappointed, disappointment, but maybe um, tension, I guess. And I feel like that tension is one of the things that makes me attracted to it, because I know that these characters are doing so many fucked up things. I mean, this guy on the cover, what's his name again? Hawk? Hawk. 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 This guy Talk. pisses me off so goddamn bad and I don't know why. And a lot of it is because of the shit that he says or does, obviously, but I mean outside he hates of that everything I'm... that you represent, Tyler. He he pisses everybody off. He wears an upside down flag hat that pisses he off that lady in the diner.
1: Intentionally antagonistic.
0: Absolutely. Which is hilarious because that makes me wonder if he is the antagonist, but then I'm like, No, he's not because Black Hat is, but
1: Nah, he's just uh
0: He's just a dick.
1: <laughs> uh, I was trying to uh, trying to think of some antisocial disorder. Autism? Uh not
0: that. Asperger's just, mm.
1: no, not anything like that on that that spectrum. Like uh you know, kind of like obstinate defiance disorder. Oh.
0: Yeah, actually. I uh I had a friend in high school who had that. Um I don't know, I see Sean's complaint, and I think it's valid. It's just that he
1: has a compulsion to uh, piss people off, but that's just his humor is, you know, I have fun by pissing off people.
2: Mm. Yeah, because when I say my complaint, it's not a criticism of the writing because it's still well told. It's just... I don't know where it's going, and it doesn't seem to be going anywhere at the minute.
0: So yeah. what I was going to say before was when we've talked about the comparison for X-Files and everything, you know, the Monsters of the Week format, I I th- I wonder if this is more long-term versions of that where they use different mm. events and conspiracy theories rather than doing it in a single issue now. It's more of like using a story arc to tell um, the experience while maintaining the overall plot. Because to me, what I'm thinking is the plot right now is, okay, main character is who, for some reason, I keep forgetting his name, and I don't know why. Cole. Thank you. It's, like, the easiest name in the uh, world (laughs) to remember, too. Cole is wrapped up in the Department of Truth, and you're still wondering to yourself, like, okay, but why? Like, if I discovered all this stuff, I mean, I wouldn't be sold on joining the Department. And they kind of were just like, you're in it now, and he's just like, okay. And it definitely seems like there's some control being done over him. And, I mean, they kind of insinuate that Hawk has had... Uh, his fingers has, in the mind are yeah. cold
1: for years. Yeah, influenced him in some way. So uh, that's so.
0: kind of leading up to that big mystery of like, why is Cole in it, and why has he become so important to the department?
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, and like, there is like bits going on, but then I feel like there's, I don't want to use the word filler. But,
0: but in a way, it is. It kind
2: is. Of, yeah, we had. It's two, a dense we had,
1: comic. We've had, We're at ten issues. We've had two like actual fill-in issues.
2: Yeah. We've had feels two like we've actual had f-
1: more issues than. Yeah, ten. So, while it's dense, it feels like we still haven't gone anywhere.
2: Yeah, because we've had two actual fill-in issues already. Maybe was it two or three? Two, two. Plus, this issue didn't really progress anything. It was a filler issue, filler issue. So that's three already. Hmm. There have definitely been other filler issues.
0: Those filler and, issues I really loved, like the Illuminati one, the aliens yeah, one. Yeah, and it's not a, it's, again,
2: it's not a complaint about the writing, but sure. you're ten issues in, and you spent maybe four or five issues with them, not progressing any sort of plot.
0: You know, I am gonna go back and read that first trade and see like how it might read feel. better in trade. I I, I, I feel like it would. It just seems like. I mean, it is told in traditional comic book format of, like, punchiness at the end of it to make you go, like, oh, why, well, tune in next week, you know? Uh, not a bad thing, but I definitely... This is such an artistic book at the same time, so it kind of... it's <laughs> You kind of need something in between to cleanse your palate a little bit in order to enjoy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. If we were doing ratings systems here, I don't know what I would do on it because it's definitely an up-in-the-air thing for me. I'm still really enjoying it. I definitely had some complaints about this issue specifically towards the diaries, but...
2: uh, But yeah, that's another thing. Like, this was essentially a filler issue and it had so much dense writing in it with the diaries.
0: So I would say that I agree with you if it didn't feel so much like they're trying to very clearly show what happens with the Department of Truth when it comes to carrying on the lies and someone makes that discovery. Yeah. That's what's going to happen next. I mean, this guy, whose dad has been hunting Bigfoot, and now he's hunting Bigfoot, now he's old, has made the discovery about the department. So, that's the tension for the next issue. Is... Um, oh,
1: is that it? At the end, it's him overhearing them talk about
2: Yeah,
0: hunting. Yeah, because he's hiding out in the bushes.
2: But, like, we've never really had any of these issues lead into the next one before. It normally just starts, like, not a cold open, but it's, like, a change no, of you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, will this actually lead in, or is it just like someone sort of discovered the truth about it and realized his dad later. wasn't crazy?
0: No, they, they are yeah. going to because uh, at the end of it, they they reveal the cover, and it's still Bigfoot. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, Fair enough, that's huh? an angel, isn't it? What? No, it's the hunt. It's the same person. Um, yeah, but that, that they
1: meet. This cover right here. That's an
0: angel. That's behind her. I mean, yeah, you're right, but I guess I'm, hmm. Huh, that would be weird then. I don't know how to feel about, that's weird, if they just, like, do one issue of Bigfoot and then just, like, fuck all, whatever. Yeah, well, I just don't think
1: it really indicates anything. It's just the lady had talked about hunting angels the week
0: prior. Yeah. It just seems to me like if they didn't lead into it, based on the way this ends. I hope so. The
2: hmm. no, next issue is about how America was really founded.
0: It is? It's
2: what, uh, it's what it looks like, the genuine story of this country.
0: That's weird. I don't know what to think though.
2: Hawk Harrison's ready to give Cole a history lesson. Well, that's what he cool. just did this issue, and that's what he did last issue as well.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: It does kind of seem like, uh, if you look at that right there... It does say two, three, right next to the of. Well, so it says one, two, three. Is the one up there? Okay. Yeah. I was thinking it might have been like, oh, this is two of three. Just kind of.
2: No, the next cover has two, three. And, uh...
1: Okay.
2: I think. It's Man, true. I suck <laughs> at
1: this conspiracy series. Yeah, all <laughs> the next issues have it.
2: Oh, there's going to be a JFK issue. Nice.
1: Oh, boy.
0: Oh, good. All right. That's really weird. All right, uh, shall we move on? Yes.
2: Yeah, so that takes on to Made in Korea number two by Jeremy Holt and George Shawl.
0: So I didn't initially want to read this because I didn't necessarily know what it was going to be about. Then I heard what the plot was, and I'm like, oh, that sounds like um, Descender and uh, Alex and Ada. And, like you know, some of the other stories that have been pushed out there before from Image of the, the Robotic Child. Uh, but this is still an interesting story.
2: Yeah. Having never read either of those ones you just mentioned, this does seem quite fresh to me.
0: Um, Jeff Lemire's uh, Descender is a very sad it, it's story. On of, uh, it's on the list. It's on the list. I don't know how to feel about how it's going right now. It's ending now with, uh, d- you know, Ascender. But... Um, descender at least is a story about artificial intelligence kind of trying to find its family and that's not unlike art the the movie artificial intelligence from steven spielberg mm-hmm. this feels more like uh family values alex and ada you know they make a, they they make a purchase for a family member to come into their lives and their lives are changed heavily by it because of the unique qualities of this uh character but the tension that's interesting in this is the manufacturer who like made her code this girl's code is trying to get her back and trying to be involved in her development in a world where children don't exist anymore which is a very children of men kind of uh plot yeah. um how many issues is this this is going to be a six issue series right Yes, yeah, six that's, I mean, I guess they can, I mean, to me, this felt like a really dense issue. So I, I guess they could. Yeah. yeah I think this moved happened. the
2: plot along quite, Quite. it moved real. the plot along quite briskly. Like we have the guy being investigated at work and him getting fired on the same issue. Yeah. yeah. And we have like, her you know, first day he at school and
1: work then versus wanting to just, Hey, I need to take some time off. I need to go travel, whatever. Like, he's just quickly like, you look like shit, man. You're fired.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, douchebag. But yeah, I like the stuff for her in school, and she obviously gets. Um, she's kind of not bullied, but picked on a little bit because she's smarter, and they're like, "Oh, what's the point of us being here if?" Yeah, she's just going to keep piping up and answering everything.
1: Yeah, yeah, she's just there for the uh, social aspect.
2: Yeah. Not but from I like the, the scene aspect. Yeah, you kind of see like where it's got that nine-panel grid page where she's not really fitting in at all.
0: Yeah. Josh, you were the one who actually got us uh, into reading this. Uh, yeah. I guess I was wondering what you had felt with the first uh, issue and what you're feeling now with the second one.
1: Um, I think I like the first one more. I mean, there's a lot going on in the second issue and it's definitely moving the story along uh, but it's it seems more bits and pieces versus the first issue is one whole story sort of thing mm. this is the different parts that are connecting us and taking us to uh, the next part of the story it feels like things are happening but we're trying to get to a different point which is sure. kind of yeah. a bit revealed at the end we're mixing in new stuff
2: yeah, to the that ending I do want to talk about. What do we think about that?
1: So um, these guys are building bombs and guns.
0: Yeah. I mean, it kind of comes across to me that these guys—I mean, they're they're white teens yeah. that are trying to use her yeah. technology to her uh, their their advantage. So I'm assuming that they're just like, oh, hey, this is going to be a really easy way for us to make some money because she's a super genius that can. Make I really
2: thought easy. they were going to use her as a pawn to attack somewhere.
0: Yeah. That would be interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, they don't really seem... They don't dress these guys up like the guys from Columbine, you know, black trench coats or whatever.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: they seem more like slackers than guys that are like, you know what? We need to just yeah kill everyone.
0: Do you remember in issue one when they talk about how, uh, the legality of weapons uh, yes. in this world? Yeah. That's what that—that's what came across as unique about this to me is because there's so many weapons that are already on that workbench in the first place and so many ideas. Mm-hmm. It seems to me more that they're trying to make multiples rather than – because you can make three guns and then a bunch of bullets and that's enough for a shoot 'em up yeah. But this strikes me more as like I'm going to sell the weaponry because it's illegal Ooh. and it is in the Ooh, black maybe. market. That's what it comes across to me. Okay less likely they're planning an attack. Yeah. So, well,
1: I mean, who's going to buy uh, a uh, shrapnel bomb? Who just, like in general or I mean they they've got like a nail bomb up on the top uh, I shelf mean, there's there.
0: some crazy people out there, man. I wouldn't There's who been wants some people that who... just
1: for collecting purposes versus somebody to so use
0: that. I that's another step in the process then because what I'm picturing is that these are these guys are going to sell those weapons to other people because they're illegal but I feel like what you're saying is not just that if the the purpose of making a nail bomb isn't just to sell it it's to use it and if a person is going to buy it someone else is going to use it so regardless somebody's going to be using these weapons in the next issue or something yeah okay yeah that's fair yeah
1: and I yeah I think she's definitely there to help them improve on what they're doing yeah probably
0: maybe
1: I don't think they want to use her as like uh, a sacrificial lamb or anything like that sure I don't
0: I I mean I'm wondering what the point here is because you've got a world where children aren't being made And people are resorting to technology to try to fill that void. And then you've got this very specific plot point of being made in Korea. Yeah. So I'm wondering what the overall development here is going to be. Because at least with, like, the good Asian, the plot of, you know, Asian racism in America being so prevalent during that period and the segregation and the camps like there's a point being told in parallel to the story with this. I don't really know what that is because there's this Korean, um, scientist who comes over to America. Yeah. For what? Does he have the secret for, uh, how to make the world better? I mean, what, what is this leading to is my question. You see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of in a wait and see sort of pattern right now like okay we'll see where the next issue goes
0: like this strikes me as it's going to say something about because it's called made in korea it's going to say something about consumerism in america or just capitalism across the world specifically when it comes to outsourcing our obsession with technology and how it's going to affect us in the future like it has something that it's going to say i just don't know what that is yet
1: yeah
2: no but so far i think the writing has sort of it's good enough quality that I'm interested to see what it's going to try and say. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not coming across really heavy-handed as of yet. No. There's so, definitely
0: been times where a story has been sacrificed in order to, to make a point. And so far, this hasn't... Yeah. That hasn't been the case. No. Um, I mean, I'm happy I'm reading it. I'm definitely going to continue cool. reading it.
2: Yeah, because yeah. I mentioned to you guys earlier, I've been reading this one online and I've been picking up home and physical... And yeah. I wish I had picked this up physical instead.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Home was weird. Home is.
2: I, I, I don't even know if I'm going to keep reading it. I'm just going to collect the last two issues and then try and sell it as a complete set, I think.
0: Alright. Yeah.
2: Because right. yeah. it's not something I want to keep and go back to, I don't think.
0: It just didn't sell itself as a superhero story of any kind, and yeah. I get that.
2: I was expecting something really heavy and deep and much more character-driven, not like, oh, here's an immigrant superhero, ha ha, look at us.
0: Yeah, there's not much point to the story other than that. I mean, it's just showing the immigrant experience and then that's it.
2: And as well, the art is just... Mediocre. Weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, between the two, I'd rather, I would recommend Made in Korea over Home. Definitely. Yeah,
2: so I might try and see if I can track down the physicals for this because it is something I want to own.
0: Yeah. All right, uh, shall we move along? Yeah.
2: Yes, yeah, so that takes on to "We Only Find Them When They're Dead," number seven by Al Ewing and Simone DiMio. This is a weird
0: book. Yeah. Did you get around to reading it? I, I'm not on this issue yet. No. Okay.
1: I just got caught up. I read all seven issues today.
2: It reads uh-huh. a lot better in like as in one sitting because I read. I read the first arc issue to issue, and then before issue six came out, I read... I just binge-read it all again, and yeah. it read a lot better the second yeah, time. Yeah,
1: it does kind of remind me of uh, Hickman's decorum.
2: I can yeah. see that. Yeah, definitely. It's
1: a lot of weird stuff. A You know, hundreds of years in the future uh, where it's not all set on one world. You're traveling all over the place. Mm-hmm. There's mat- just... Exponential amount of uh, uh, people, places to be, you know, oh, we're so far in the outer reaches of the universe. Well, not the universe, but the galaxy. Uh, Yeah, so I've read all seven issues today. Uh, This this issue wasn't that bad. Uh, No, this
2: issue, I think, was fairly cohesive.
1: Yeah. Unlike the others. Following one... Storyline for linearly following the story pretty linearly. Uh, yeah, the first half is basically uh, what happened with Jason uh, from the time of uh, George's disappearance till now.
2: Mm. Yeah, so he was held prisoner, he was tortured, interrogated. They're already trying to dig a shot of him where George went, why George went. Yeah. Also I like the art in this one is black and white uh, black and red. Yeah. Black black, white, and red. There is uh, Black White and Blood.
1: Yes. There's a there's a bit less lens flare in this issue than others. Yeah. (laughs) That is
2: one. (laughs) It's It's a A. JJ Abrams
1: Abrams (laughs) comic.
2: Oh god. It really is. But yeah, I do like the art. It feels very clean and futuristic. Mm. It's not something I'd like to see on lots of comics, but like it does suit this story, I think. Mm. It,
1: it took a little bit of getting used to. Yeah. Uh, I think if I went, now that I've read all seven issues, if I went back and read the first issue, it might make a bit more
0: sense.
2: Mm. Yeah, because it's extremely digital as well.
0: Yeah. Can you guys see Easy. why this is Eisner nominated? Is it? Which issue? The whole thing. The whole thing. Best new series uh, mm. nomination.
2: It's good, but I don't think it's deserving of that really.
0: Okay. What about it? Do you think makes this good as a series? Because like as a, let's 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 focus less uh, on this issue. If you had to focus on the whole series and it's as it is right the now.
2: The concept just, of it.
0: Yeah, it's just different. Uh... Yeah, concept is very different. Is it different enough that it's weird different and you have like, it's a little bit like a weird taste or is it different in the sense that you're like, I'm really intrigued why and curious how this is going to move forward? Um, What's the the first option? (laughs) I was asking if it's weird in the sense of like, I don't know what this is and I don't know how to feel about it, but I know it's good. Or is it the other one? I'd
2: say it was more like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, The second arc is so much different from the first. Where the first arc was almost, uh, you know, the character-driven kind of story, but in a weird sci-fi setting, you're dealing with drama between different folks. And now Mm -hmm. this is. Yeah, I don't really know what the
2: focus of this arc is. Yeah. Heist. heist. Yeah. Okay.
1: The book is called *The Steel*.
2: Uh yeah.
0: Interesting.
1: Okay. Steeler book two, the Steeler. Uh, so I don't know how long the plan is for this to run. But I I'm believe curious. it's
2: going to be about fifteen issues because I think he said it's going to be three books, and each okay. book is five issues.
1: All right, that's fine then.
2: Yeah, but yeah, I'm enjoying it enough. Like it is a very unique concept, and I'm intrigued to see where it's going to go. Sure. Obviously, now we've also sort of, yeah. The first issue, the first arc ended with a very I don't know what I'm trying to say.
1: What the guy George's uh return, yeah. It ended god.
2: with, yeah, because George's finally got to see the gods and then like it ends with him returning as a god. And then this arc now starts with him already dead and there's people worshipping his dead body, yeah. Hmm. So it's very. There's a time jump there, and there's a lot of information we're missing, and I'm intrigued to see where, like, what this information is.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's being told in a very unique way. That That's I don't think Unique we'll way that also kind of
1: feels like decorum.
2: Yeah, it does feel Hickman-esque.
1: Yeah, no, gra- no infographics though.
2: So no.
0: Okay. Right. Uh, so let's uh, move along to uh, Green Arrow 80th Anniversary 100 Page Spectacular.
2: Yes. What did you think of this, Tyler? Uh
0: So the stuff that I really loved, I really loved. The stuff that I was that I didn't really love, I was just I it existed and I didn't really have much to Which think about it. Which was
2: the story you didn't really love?
0: Um the that, that, this is the thing is like the ones that I did enjoy were the ones that stood out to me and that I can think of like I love the first story, the Nicholas Scott story, uh, the jeffel Meyer story, even though that was weird um, yeah. the, Mike story, uh, the, like ending... the Mike Grell story you like the Mike Grell story I
2: actually like that one that's yeah. one that I thought was the weakest
0: it considering it's a Mike Grell story I get it and it feels very like Neil Adams Silver age in its storyline with the way that it ends with uh, the trafficked women. You know? Yeah. It's very simple. I don't really understand the relationship between him and that character in the context of now. But I liked it well enough.
2: Yeah. Um, I... Go ahead. Yeah, I think overall the majority of the stories I did like...
0: Can you explain to yeah. me the Jeff Lemire Island story with the glowing no. Green Arrow? <laughs> what the fuck was that?
2: Um, there In his Green Arrow run that I haven't finished, there was an Arrow Totem that gave people immortality. Hmm. So that ties really? into this, but I don't know what character he's talking to. Like, is it he's being born again and he's going to be the Green Arrow forever? I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. So I haven't read his run outside of the first issue and I have not yeah, had a chance need, I need to, to read that there's no part of me that doesn't like his work I love Jeff Lemire and I definitely love Andrea Sorrentino so I don't really have an excuse for it I just have never gotten around to it just never happened so yeah that's that's my bad for reading this and then <laughs> going into it being like what the fuck I have I, I'm missing a whole bunch of other stuff that's going on that has probably been built up for years because new 52 came out in 2011 yeah. And his run started with issue...
2: 30... 30 oh, yeah, like 17,
0: 18. Kind Something of like that. Jesus. Yeah,
1: So that's a decade ago.
0: Yeah. Ten years ago, dude. New 52 is trending actually on Twitter right now. Yeah, I don't know why Ryan, I...
2: uh, Gail Simone started tweeting out about it. Mm, she said, while, always... there was, while there are problems with the books, she said um, that it was the biggest draw comic books have had in decades
0: that's absolutely true I, and I, even I, it's yeah
2: this... ryan higgins as well said that um the amount of new customers it brought was unprecedented
0: it's absolutely true yeah. i started collecting comics because of the new 52 like I'll, I'll be the first to admit it i'm not i'm a new comic book collector in the eyes of some of the other people that have been doing it for so long but also i mean it, it's the accessibility of things i mean as much as I appreciate a Is Batman issue 700. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're both glitching a little. bit. Tyler, you're so fine. Right? We're
1: losing you, Tyler.
2: Me and Josh it's are fine. Just you. You're just terrible. It's just you.
0: Yeah, you're stuck on no, that face. I, <laughs> you guys have been fine this entire time. Yeah. I think that's just uh, my connection. Yeah. Yeah, you're gone again. We can just wait this up one he's second. Nope, oh, he's, he's back. He's gone. No. I'm here. I'm here. No, you're not. I'm, here, I'm <laughs> yeah. here right now. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Don't talk back, baby. Wash that ass, cuz I'm coming for you, baby.
1: Okay, well we got that. So that's
0: nice. <laughs> Um, what was I saying?
2: I think I liked every story in this at least a, at least enough to be honest. Like I think overall. Everything was at least decent. Well, one that I really did like was the Stephanie Phillips story. Yeah. Which was the one of Volley on the Watchtower.
0: I didn't like the Connor Hawk story.
2: Uh, yeah, that one was a bit. Yeah.
0: I liked the art.
2: Yeah, and I feel like it was more concept as opposed to the writing.
0: Yeah. What did you think it's of the like Benjamin keep-
2: Percy story? Um. very basic
0: yeah it kind of felt simple uh, yeah I'm it was nice because, it was like uh, yeah. yeah there's a lot of these oh, 80th an- you know anniversary yep. 100 page spectacular whatever's that keep coming along right and I want to love them more than I do but it's it, a lot of these feel less like a celebration and more of like okay I just gotta get the story in
2: yeah, and a lot of them feel like, oh, let's just add like this quick tie-in to my run kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Like, the one that stood out to me was Jeff Lemire's story because even out of context of whatever he wrote, it still felt artistic to me enough that I was like, okay, there's some yeah, symbolism here but... that I can dig into myself.
2: Yeah, but again, I don't really think it was a celebration of the character. It was very much tied to his run. You look at some of them, like, I'm just going through it now, the first one with Mariko Tamaki was a very much a celebration of like the forties era Green Arrow. Yeah. You've got to again. Oh no, you're back. I'm here. Yeah. Like that Bring felt out. like a celebration, like a wink to the camera, like oh this cheesy 40-ness kind of thing. Mm. Um obviously the Tom Taylor story was great.
0: I loved that one. That was the best one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He needs he needs to write a Green Arrow Black Canary book
0: look let's just say let's just call it as it is putting tom taylor on any book it's gonna sell it doesn't matter
2: yeah but he's he like he clearly likes green arrow because he wrote him so well in injustice Mm -hmm. him and diana he like wrote them in deceased he's -hmm. writing them here i want i give him a run dc give him a full run
0: i'm curious to see what he would do with like a full like here's the actual here's the keys to the uh car for fucking Batman for yeah uh, obviously he's gonna have Superman coming up here soon. It's just weird that they keep giving him like really weirdly specific runs that are either short-lived or outside of the yeah like big.
2: eleven issues on suicide squad. he's now got no he's got Superman, which I hope he stays on for a long time.
0: yeah, maybe he just doesn't but- want to do long run series or something.
2: But then he wrote, like, fucking 100 issues of
0: Injustice. Yeah, he did. Weird. I don't know. Um, it, I liked it well enough. I would give it... Maybe, like, a 7 out of 10, realistically. But I think that... Yeah. I mean, as an overall, like, thing that you could by yourself... If you don't know much about the character, you're probably going to be confused. But if you know a lot about the character, you're probably going to be like, oh, I love these little nods here and there. The America Tamaki yeah, one was a good opener.
2: One thing I do want to add is it had the um, his chili recipe in it.
0: Yeah, that was <laughs> great.
2: From one of the, the old Justice that, League runs. Are you going
0: to cook the it? The thing that made it... I could give it a go. The thing that made this issue for me was the ending with uh, the nod to Dennis O'Neill. Yeah. Honestly, especially art by Jorge Havornes. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah, and the story was written by his son. I loved it.
0: And I liked that it's not afraid to say, that hey, dad had a drinking problem, or he was getting drunk a little bit too much. Or, no, it
2: was, this is my dad's life. This is someone you've known. Like, this is, this is your glimpse of what he was like.
0: Absolutely. And it's very personable, and it felt very um, intimate. Yeah. Yeah. Gold. Yeah, Um, I think we should wrap up because the glitching is starting to get a little bit intense. Yes. All right. Let's talk about our pick of the week.
2: This isn't even difficult for me. Crossover.
0: Yeah, me too. Well, G Wilkers, I
1: guess I'll join in on the
2: gang. Did did Deep Beyond not come out this week, Josh? (laughs) I don't know.
0: Maybe next week. We'll see. He doesn't even follow these things. He just he's like, ah, pay me. I'll pay it, fine. I don't care. Six issues of the same fucking thing, whatever.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Crossover was just... It was a masterpiece. It was, it
0: really, was. really good. It, and besides it being funny, it was, you know, thoughtful. It was personable. I, yeah. It was...
2: There's not a lot you can say this about, but I really do think it was a 10 out of 10 issue.
0: Yeah, okay. I, there's, I can't there's disagree no, with There's
2: nothing I can fault it on.
1: Uh, I would have liked to just have the reveal or just a little hint at a bit more at who the, uh,
2: but it's a mystery, the Josh.
1: I know. You've got to it's stay a tuned. It's the mystery.
0: Oh my, oh my God. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm sorry. Did you say that crossover was also your pick of the week?
1: Yeah, I'll go with that. Cool. Conform All right. Well.
0: Be part of the cult. <laughs> so that leads us to uh, talking about some of the books that are coming out next week. Question. Is everybody reading Skybound X? Yeah, yes. Of course. I'm probably gonna pick it up too. I Yeah,
2: I, I've <laughs> I've already pre ordered all of it. Yeah. It, it, I, it, he was it's, of yeah. It should be fun. Yeah. And we're getting some like extra stories of other books. You there's know, an like ultra mega story in there. There's yeah. Oh god. Yeah. So what we're saying is there's gonna be a break between issues three and four of about two years.
1: Yeah. yeah. Sean, so, you don't even know, you don't even follow Manifest. I I'm, just, I'm
2: just joining in with the fandom.
0: You just yeah. gotta join in with the hating, man. That's all it's gotta be. That's all you gotta exactly. do.
1: That's all Tyler um, is. Tyler's just all hate. You hear I'm him spite. At... Yeah, I'm spite. You hear him There's at the difference. end of the uh, episode, he goes, all hate.
0: All hate. <laughs> all hate. Uh, the book I'm actually looking forward to next week is Nice House on the Lake 2. I'm looking forward to oh, that fuck. Most.
1: I gotta add that to my list. Fucking yeah, DC you, you better, not man. being on previews world. Uh Ugh. I'm oh, God, it. it's so horrible. I well, I don't I don't get to see, like, this is what you're getting next week. These
0: are the things that you have ordered. Yeah. Oh, hey, remind yeah, me. What's, uh, who's writing Ordinary Gods?
2: Kyle Higgins.
0: Yeah, I'm picking that up. Okay. Yeah, yeah of course. Join us. That's what I'm excited for. One yeah, yeah. of us. Google God. of us. one of us. There's the lot number one, which is definitely going to be picked up by you, Sean, because you pre-ordered it from Bad Idea. Same. Two months ago. Okay. Yeah, I ordered and then it. Well. Guys... It, was to... it was supposed to come out in June. You guys have weird What's taste, it? but I mean, I'm, I'm for It's,
2: it. it's um... written by Marguerite Bennett and it's about like a murder on like a 1940s film set.
1: Yeah. The I film set, like, that. like, what, burned down and then it's been rebuilt or like.
2: Something like that. I don't know.
0: Well, that actually did happen to a specific studio back in the. Uh, yeah. Well, it's
1: 40s. like. Uh, it's, it's all of the. Um, what, auxiliary sets and whatnot and then. Mm. it's been shut down for a while and they're going back into it sure
2: yeah like just pure like concept it sounds interesting like I love like a 1940 style
0: like yeah film set yeah absolutely Uh, then we got Geiger number 4 Firepower 13, Noctera 5 Carmen 5, Thor in Loki Double Trouble 4, X-Men number 1 with Gary Dugan and uh is is it Gary Dugan or Jerry? I say
2: Jerry but it could I, I don't know
0: Jerry Duggan, uh, Dugan, uh, and Pepe Larez. It's an interesting lineup. They actually had a, um, fuck, what's it called? When they do a the survey, they did took a survey of who they wanted to be on the team, and that's who ended up being on the team for the, uh, this roster. Um, Extreme Carnage Alpha, which I'll probably pick up because it's got Phil Kennedy Johnson. Yeah, um, that's the only reason I'm getting it. It's strange, but okay. Justice League Infinity Number One, which is a continuation of the animated series. I'll uh, check it out. Yeah, I'll read it. I'll it's it's got
2: it's got a very nice cover. so Yeah, it does. Worst case scenario, I put it on display.
0: Obviously, there's Batman 110 uh, and Wonder Girl 2. Yeah. yeah.
2: Josh, you still reading Wonder Girl?
0: I'll pick this one up. I was
1: looking nice. forward to, you know, South American mythology.
0: Yeah, me too.
2: We might get there.
1: Yeah. Well, it looks like it at the end of the first issue.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: All right. Well... We did it, guys! We did it in under an hour. I don't know how we did Just it. We did. Wow. Barely.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. 15 Just Fifteen seconds over.
1: Yeah. No, well, no, remember because probably we already started. started doing Audacity. We're at yeah. 58 minutes right
0: now since the episode started. Oh, quick wrap yep. up,
1: Tyler. Finish. Oh, sure. Okay.
0: Uh, this has been the Cold Comics Podcast. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast locations. The Spotify, Google Spotify, all the uh, location. Fuck, I'm already fucking it up. Uh shit what else here oh, if you want to support us you can give us a like give us a share give us a follow but most importantly you can give us a dollar and you can, yeah, give us a dollar by going to patreon.com and the slash Comics Podcast. you, you can find me on TikTok <laughs> say something about
1: why anchors, you gotta interrupt you you're
0: interrupting my fucking flow man what are you doing that's what I do you Tyler, TikTok, Tyler Brown is I find here. Find me on TikTok. Sean, Sean, Tyler Brown is here. Sean, Sean, t- uh, Sean Walsh, seven four seven. Yes. Uh, you can find a cornhusker on Cornhusker1.com com. want to find his it? OnlyFans? It's, only it's OnlyFans It's just a picture. It's a website of fans, just going fans, blowing in all directions. Maybe there's a cornhusk. I don't know. Possibly. Uh, it's gonna be a government-run mm-hmm. website, so just make sure you clear your cookies I and browser history. I don't
1: need this podcast anymore. I'm gonna go make my money doing other things.
2: <laughs> it's bring, just bring you shirtless bring him back the name power Bossom.
0: I'm r i okay, do me this favor. Just make a single website where it's just you standing in in a room full of fans husking corn shirtless. That's it. That's all I want you to do <laughs> if you expensive. do that, if you do that, if you do that, I will pay you money because that will make this joke worth it in my life. i, I don't thanks think for you're listening Pay to me enough money
2: because <laughs> of the fans and the corn.
0: Tell you what that's our new that's our new tier on patreon.com $200 tier and you fucking get you fucking do it you're committing to this fucking show okay $200 show. sure okay cool cool all right this has been the show Comics uh, podcast thanks for checking us out
1: source some fans <laughs>
0: <laughs> just just go out into the street you can find them tossed on the side of the road here i oh totally God, missed oh a God, whole bunch seconds, of others. 15 seconds uh thanks for joining us out, uh, all hate bye <laughs> <laughs>